Hey, it's Clark from the Down South IT Podcast, and today I'm going to give you my two cents on the iPhone 12 and 12 Pro release. Well, the day is finally here. The iPhone 12 and 12 Pro versions are on sale and out in stores. If you happen to pre-order whenever the announcement first came, then they should be arriving to your house probably either today or tomorrow. So you can always look forward to that. But last time I was working on basically kind of tips and leaked information, but this time it's going to be all hardcore stuff from Apple themselves. And it's probably nothing that you don't know already, but we're going to run through it anyway. The 12 iPhone 12 mini and iPhone 12 both are pretty much fairly identical other than the sizes. The screen size is going to be a little bit uh, less on the iPhone mini. It's going to be a 5.7 inch screen, but it's going to be a 6.1 inch screen on the regular one or 5.4 inch screen. I'm sorry. Both are going to have five different color options including black white red blue and a what they're calling green but looks more like a seafoam type green it's kind of a funky color anyway but both will come with a ceramic shield front so it's a new coating that they're putting on the front glass to help with scratches and damage and also comes with a glass back aluminum chassis Both phones will come in three different memory or hard drive sizes. Should be 64 gigs, 128, or 256. So you can pick your flavor in that if you really want to. Uh, Again, the screen sizes are really the the main difference in these two phones. They both come with Super Retina XDR displays. The Mini is going to be the 5.4, like I said. Both are going to be OLED displays. The Mini is a 2340 by 1080 resolution and it has 476 pixels per square inch. The larger iPhone 12 is going to be a 6.1 OLED and it's a 2532 by 1170 pixel resolution and has 460 pixels per square inch. Both have True Tone, HDR, a wide color gamut, haptic touch. A 625 nit max brightness, which is comparable to a 600 uh, HDR 600, and when playing HDR, actual HDR quality video, the screen can get up to 1200 nits of max brightness, so that can get awfully bright. So you may want to not watch this in a dark room <laughs> if you really, if you like your eyes, because that is mighty bright coming off of that screen does have a fingerprint resisting oleophobic coating so that'll help with uh, the smudges and different things like that both are going to be ip68 rated for water and dust uh, prevention both have the a14 bionic chip so that's going to be the newest version of the apple silicon they also both have dual 12 megapixel cameras an ultra wide and a wide array camera the ultra wide is a 120 degree field of view camera The wide is just going to be a regular 1.6 aperture on it. Both cameras will have a portrait mode, so you can get some really, really nice selfies and very good regular pictures as well. 
They are touting a sapphire crystal lens cover, which by if you look at any other videos by by some people that actually tear these things down, it's not a true sapphire, but it's fairly close. So I guess I'll give that to them. As far as video recording goes, you can record HDR video with Dolby Visions up to 30 frames per second. 4K video at 24 frames per second, 30 frames or 60. And you can do 1080 HD video recording at 30 or 60 frames per second. Does have optical image stabilization for the wide angle camera, not for the ultra wide. But hey, you know, it is what it is. You can take slow-mo video also at 1080. You can do 120 frames per second or 240. So that is a nice option there. You do have video stabilization in 4K, 1080p, and 720p. It does have a continuous autofocus, so that's always nice. Uh, while you're taking video, you can take 8 megapixel still, still pictures while you're recording in 4K. Uh, they have a playback zoom, so you can zoom into things while, you're, while it's being played back. Both of these phones also have Face ID, so it does have the TrueDev camera for facial recognition and different things along that line. And you can actually use that to use your Apple Pay in stores within the apps and on the web. So instead of using your fingerprint, it you actually use your face. Some say that may be a little less secure, but eh, you know, at this point, any kind of biometric is actually better than not. So I'll kind of, I'll kind of take that as a as a win. Moving into the battery, you do have a 2,227 milliamp battery for the iPhone mini and a 2,815 milliamp battery for the iPhone 12. Now these do support fast charging with either 15 watt or 20 watt chargers. And it also has the MagSafe wireless charging, which is the magnet built into the back of it. So when you do have some a wireless charger, it will always center so it does connect correctly. Um, that was something that we weren't exactly expecting, but hey, it's nice. Um, does have QI wireless charging, again, 7.5 watt. But if you do the plug-in cables, those can do fast charging up to a 20-watt charger. But the only bad thing is Apple's not including a charger with this phone. It's still using the lightning cable, but they're sending, with the phones, they're sending a USB Type-C on one side to lightning cable, which is basically useless because most chargers, including the last generation, are USB Type-A to lightning. So they're basically making you have to spend an extra 20 bucks to buy a separate wall wart or charger for your new phone. They say it's because they're trying to be environmentally conscious and all of that. Uh, if they were really wanting to be environmentally conscious, they would have they would have included a USB Type A cable to Lightning cable, just like the previous generation. That would have made a little bit more sense. You can use a new cable, but you can still use all of the other accessories that you have. So that I really don't. I'm not going to get into you know them saving face and whatnot. But anyway, moving on to the 12 Pro and 12 Pro Max. These come in four different colors. They're gonna be a gray, black, gold, and blue. And these also have the ceramic shield uh, on the, the front glass, textured matte uh, backing, just like the iPhone uh, 11s. And instead of an aluminum chassis, these are gonna be stainless steel. 
These also come in three different flavors as far as memory goes. You get 128 gig, 256, or 512, so you get a lot more for your money. The iPhone Mac Pro is going to be a 6.1 inch screen, just like the iPhone 12, but the Pro Max is going to be a 6.7 inch big boy. Both of these come with a Super Retina XDR, and these are also going to be OLEDs. The Pro the regular Pro is going to be a 2532 by 1170, so same screen as the uh, the iPhone 12. The iPhone Pro Max is going to be a the 6.7 inch 2778 by 1284 pixels. That one comes in at 458 pixels per square inch. These both also have HDR displays, True Tone, wide colors, 800 nit max brightness during normal usage. And can also get up to 1200 nits of max brightness when viewing something in HDR. Also has the fingerprint resisting oleophobic coating. Are also rated IP68 for dust and water. The Pro and Pro Max also have three cameras on this. And it's going to be all three are going to be 12 megapixel cameras. They have an ultra wide, a wide, and a telephoto. Ultra wide is a 2.4 aperture photo with 120 degree field of view. The wide-angle camera is a 1.6 aperture. Telephoto is going to be a 2.0 aperture, and they're going to have a two times optical zoom in, two times optical zoom out, and a four times optical zoom range. So it kind of depends on what you're doing with your phones and your telephoto pictures as to how exactly it zooms. You're going to have a 10x digital zoom on the 12 Pro. You have roughly the same optical zoom on the Pro Max that you do on the iPhone 12 Pro, but instead you get a 12X digital zoom. So you get a little bit more on there. Night mode portraits are enabled by LiDAR. So they do have LiDAR on this uh, camera setup. Again, that's gonna be a lot for depth sensing and different things like that. And it's mostly gonna be for augmented reality, a few things along that nature. So there's a lot of different portrait modes that you can take. Uh, True Tone panoramic pictures, again, the sapphire crystal lens covers, which kind of are sapphire, but not really, but they will do the job. Video recording is going to be, you can do HDR video recording with Dolby Vision, just like with the iPhone 12s, up to 60 frames per second, 4K at 2430 and 60 frames per second, 1080 video at 30 or 60 and these will also have the optical and digital zooms available while you're taking video. Slow-mo video for 1080p at 120 frames or 240 frames per second. You will get night mode time lapse with these. You get video stabilization and you can also take 8 megapixel still photos while taking 4K video. The Pro and Pro Max both have the true depth camera. So they do will have Face ID that you can use with Apple Pay just like you can with the other two. Both will come with the same 2815 milliamp battery that will support fast charging, which is the 15 watt or 20 watt charging. Does have the Mag MagSafe uh, feature that the iPhone 12 has, and it also has QI wireless charging available. And again, the fast charging will only be through the the plug-in cable, the Lightning cable. And they do not supply a wall wart or a charger with either of these phones either. Now, all four of these phones are seem to be a really decent deal as far as iPhones go. The 12 Pro and Pro Max start at $1,000 and $1,100 respectively.
while the 12 mini starts at $700 and the iPhone 12 starts off at eight. So not bad as far as pricing goes, as far as, you know, a new version of the iPhone. There's nothing really spectacular that I've seen from the specs on these. The cameras are really good. Are they mind-blowingly good and better than some of the other ones out there? I think they're comparable, but I don't believe that they're going to blow anything out of the water. About the only thing that these have that can compete with most other phones, at least right now, is that A14 Bionic chip. That's, that chipset is pretty much the most powerful one in mobile phones to date. So as far as horsepower, there's really nothing that you can say about it. it these are going to be top spec phones. The 5G modems are going to make them very fast once 5G actually gets rolled out in a lot of areas. Now, the only question I have with 5G is going to be 5G takes up a lot of battery. And these phones do not actually have very large batteries. So there may be some tweaking that has to come with, you know, over time with some of the different uh, iOS releases to kind of optimize battery for 5G. But I've seen a couple of different websites that actually have some tips on how to go ahead and manually set that up so your battery will last longer if you are in a 5g area and it doesn't seem like it's going to be that difficult to do but it's something that if you do have 5g in your area you probably want to go ahead and do it but overall really are these phones a leap forward for apple no i don't believe so are they going to be a good push in the right direction as far as different things that are going to be coming down the pipe yeah, I would say that. I'd give them that. But I wouldn't call this nothing out of line for Apple. Apple does things very small and very small increments. They do incremental updates, especially with hardware. So being that these aren't so far out the box, I don't think that's out of the realm for them. The not including the chargers is kind of out of the realm and making people have to buy new chargers kind of sucks. And I, I'm not a big fan of that, but, you know, they are what they are and they're going to do what they do. So if you want Apple, you're going to kind of have to deal. That's just the way it is. Thank you all for listening. This has been my two cents.